0: This episode of the Drum Break Podcast is brought to you by Podbean. What's up, guys? Welcome to the 12th episode of the Drum Break, where we talk about everything in, on, and about the percussion world. I'm Mike.
1: I'm Spencer. So yeah, what
0: have we got going on today?
1: Uh, Today we have an awesome guest with us uh, to speak a little bit about his personal drumming experience. One of our our good buddies from from way back, uh, Mr. Jonathan Thomas. How are you? Man? Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here,
1: guys. Thanks yeah, for coming. For sure. um, so Jonathan, we've been, you know, pals ever since high school. Um, all of us met in drumline, um, you know, and have gone on different sort of drumming journeys. And we're just going to talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about um, some more of Jonathan's uh specific experiences as far as drumline and and indian drumming and uh this awesome wedding group that he is a co-founder of uh coach of beetle beats um but yeah before we get into all that mike is going to plug all of our stuff and then we have one more uh sort of short cool little announcement after that but
0: so uh yeah you can find us pretty much anywhere you can find us on um facebook and instagram are our our main like social medias uh we check Instagram more often than our Facebook page so if you're trying to get a hold of us definitely DM us there um but yeah as far as trying to listen to us you could find us at a couple different places uh you can find us uh Apple podcast you can find us at Spotify SoundCloud YouTube I feel like there's there's one more after after all that no <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so Spotify it's, yeah 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 and then uh an app called Podbean, um, which we're just going to do a little quick thing about.
1: Yeah. So um, in case you guys aren't familiar, I don't think we've really talked about it much on the podcast, but Podbean is a an app or a site that you can use to listen to podcasts, but it's also the website that we use to host our podcast. They sort of act as like the middleman. We upload our episodes to our account on their website and they disperse them to all the different streaming services. Um and recently the Drum break podcast became Podbean affiliates. Yep. Uh which is pretty cool. We've gained enough viewership and now if you any of you guys at home are thinking about starting a podcast using any of their paid services, you can use an affiliate link that we'll have we'll put it in the description and our link tree and stuff like that. Um but it'll be www.podbean.com/drumbreak. And you can get a month free of any of their paid podcast hosting plans. So if you wanna, you know, just like us, yeah. If you got you got a buddy and wanna, you know, start talking to the internet about stuff, um, you can get a month free if you use our code. So that's pretty pretty exciting news. Yeah, yeah. you know, starting to move up. But without further ado, we'll get to the main event, which <laughs> is Mr. JT. <laughs> um So to to start us off, um, we're just going to let you talk for a bit about um, sort of, I guess, beginning up until now, your drumming journey, how you started, what kind of stuff in general you've been doing up until now, um, and then we can dive deeper into uh, stuff later. Yeah,
2: well, um, thanks for having me, Mike and Spence. Really appreciate it. Um, But yeah, guys, I'm Jonathan. I've been basically drumming my whole life. I, I like to say that I've been playing the drums straight out of the womb because it really was a story like that where I was always tapping things. And, um, yeah, I, I was just always into percuss- percussive things and, like, playing music and things like that, pots and pans, whatever,
1: yep.
2: um, since a young age. And my parents started Chanda Lessons. That's our South Indian... Um, classical instrument. Um, and my parents actually come from South India, but I started lessons at the age of two to three. I started watching my dad play at our local church. And ever since then, I kind of fell in love with that. Um, and every other year I would go to India, um, up into like high school time. And I would learn with our instructors there. We would start on a rock, play on the floor and then transition into a drum. And it was a whole You know classical training and then also i got involved uh with drum set when i was five years old found a private instructor at quinlan and febish um out in mount prospect i think they're still around um and yeah my first instructor's name was ed brazil he's a really good guy Um, i'm not sure where he's at now but he's been the main inspiration and then did glenbrook south marching band and uh met you guys there I know you guys oh. graduated in, what, t- 2018, right? We have three-year difference? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think GBS marching band was a big influence, too. I think that discipline, like, you know, trying to handle school and having those rehearsals really kind of structured things, and it kind of put things into perspective. And that's kind of what got me to starting our own wedding entertainment group. But, yeah, man, that's a little blurb about what I do and how I kind of came to be the drummer that I am now.
0: Cool. So like you, you mentioned that you, you, you know, you pretty much been playing drum set since you are like five, right? What was like, what was like the main things you were, you were playing when you were, you know, drumming?
2: Oh man. Like I, I was involved in like <laughs> our Maple middle school, uh, jazz band. And like, I'll be honest there. Like I've been playing the drums for a long time, but how many years were truly skilled practice? Cause like when you're, five years old really know what's going on or do you have that discipline so i mean i started off with you know the basic you know rock beats and whatever music theory and all that stuff and then slowly started getting myself into i i really am influenced by hip-hop and i would say jazz too being um involved in those like classic jazz tunes being in that jazz band and stuff that that all influenced kind of what type of music i played
1: yeah yeah for sure cool um yeah, so at, as you mentioned, uh, we all met each other at in drumline in high school and it was an awesome experience. You were a senior while we were freshmen. Yeah. And, uh not meaning to like flatter you too much, but honestly kind of a role model I think for for myself and Mike when we were uh when we were that age. And um yeah, if if you wanted to touch a little bit on just sort of your specifically your drumline experience in high school before we start moving into um, more of the, uh, the Indian drumming and Chenda and, and coach Beetle beats, but just talk about maybe a little bit more in detail, you know, uh, your high school drumline experience playing quads, you know, doing, doing the thing and, uh, sort of what it was like with us.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. So
1: yeah, I, uh,
2: going into, going into Glenbrook South, like being a seventh, eighth grader, like watching that. Parade the Glenview Parade every year. You would see the GBS drumline and you'd hear that cadence, and it would be hype as hell. Watching the football yeah. team walk out and just hearing it from yeah. your house, like that was something I always wanted to do. And uh, freshman year, I tried out for the baseline, didn't didn't make the cut. <clears throat> and then sophomore year, I started on the quads, and I played throughout. And it was a great time. I think it was a good experience, like just the camaraderie and like just having a bunch of goons in our drumline and like having that atmosphere, it was just super chill. Like we didn't, none of us took life too seriously and we weren't super competitive about the drumming thing, but we did, we tried. Um, and I just really appreciate that environment. I I feel like you start to miss it a lot more once you leave. I'm sure you guys feel the same way.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's probably the main reason that, you know, I, I, I love teaching so much is, is going back there and trying to, cultivate that
1: same energy seeing the your students have the same you know experiences that we all had and seeing you know how much fun they're having with it and what impact it's making on their lives and stuff and it's good stuff you know um but yeah so uh without further ado i think we can dive into um sort of what the main focus of, of this episode is going to be um which is your experience with uh indian drumming um, because, you know, we've been trying to branch out a little bit. We want to cover everything <laughs> in on and, and about, about the, the percussion, percussion world. world yeah. um, and Mike and I were given this awesome ex- uh, opportunity by you a few years back to join uh, Coach of Vital Beats, which is your uh, Indian wedding uh, drumming group. And just sort of starting off with a basic overview, um, what are the first the kinds of drums that, um we you or we mainly play um sort of maybe how they're similar or different to you know drum set or marching drums or what have you other kinds of indian drums um sort of maybe the basic setup for a drumming ensemble uh with chenda and all that kind of stuff just sort of basic overview of that
2: yeah for sure man so um so chenda is a south indian drum it comes from the southern part of india um it's a uh, double-sided drum it it's made out of cowhide and there's a cylindrical piece of wood it's and it's like nine and a half inch diameter i'm not going to get too technical about the nerdy stuff or anything like that but there's a bass chanda and there's a higher pitch chanda as well and then there's those mid-tone drums so there's different styles you know there's the hype uh chanda rhythms that make people dance that's more called Shingadi merrim um, and then there's also like different very traditional religious um, rhythms that are played in front of like a, a temple or something like that. And that'll, that will last for a longer time. So it really depends on what the setting is and that's what style these players play in India. Um, so yeah. And then that, that culture, I mean, Chanda has been played for such a long time. It kind of transitioned to the U S and actually my dad, he was like one of the first teams that, um was created in chicago and the whole north american region um and then that just you know continued and people start to bring the drums over to the u.s and we have all those groups so i wanted to take it a little bit more seriously and uh train in india and get instruction from a real master of china and uh yeah that's kind of what
0: it is cool yeah so so for you know people who don't really know what they look like right so you said that you know they got the calf skin right you said calf skin Mm -hmm. okay yeah calf skin on top and bottom and then yeah like the the drum is not like a normal like a normal drum we have here i mean it's what it's about that that big from from top to top head to bottom head and it's got that like a thick uh, is it wood rim or uh is it more like a skin rim Yeah, it's
2: all it's it, it's wood and then the, yeah they have that the skin around it
0: yeah mm-hmm. So yeah and um those are like uh rope tension is I'm I'm sure there's another word for it, um, but I you know I don't know yeah. it. Um, if so, if you've seen like a classic, you know, mar- uh, old marching snare from way back when, like Civil War times, mm-hmm. it's kind of that same um, same system, but the the ropes are 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 a lot thicker, yeah. and it's a it's a lot of a higher tune, right? And then they have those same you know leather straps around each thing, so you can you know, you can tune them. So like, what, what are the like implements that we use that, you know, to play that?
2: Uh, So there are just wooden sticks and they're curved a little bit just so like to increase that playing surface, um, to hit those fast rolls and all those things. So it's just a little different. You get a little bit more like rebound out of it. Um, and like Mike said, they're, they're built out of that rope tension too. So they can lose tune quickly with the weather changes, especially here. So it's hard to like preserve that tone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, s- speaking of those those fast rolls that you just mentioned, like I've I've seen you do some crazy stuff, and and other people who are just like crazy good, um, just chopping it out on these drums. Uh, would you mind going into a little bit about um, sort of what the purpose of that is, what roles the different drums fill? Um, why the the Chendas are playing all this super fast stuff and what the basses are doing, what the chillum is doing and how they sort of all all fit together in a in a musical context.
2: Yeah, so <clears throat> a lot of our South Indian music is triplet based, as you guys know. Like yeah. the basic foundational rhythm is based off of triplet, and then the basses, like, you know, they, they'll play a unison beat that's kind of syncopated over like a triplet feel. Mm. Um, and then there's like different transitions, there's different. So that's what those roles that you're talking about that's used to go into the next segment. So like we'll start with a basic rhythm and then it will transition straight into the next rhythm and the next rhythm and next rhythm after that. And it just goes on for about 20, 30 minutes. Um, but we don't always get that opportunity to play for that long. So, you know, we have to kind of shorthand things. Mm
0: Yeah, because you know, like you mentioned, uh, that twenty thirty minutes. I mean, that's that's a long, you know, performance for for yeah. for people. You know, some people are only used to playing, you know, five six minute shows or you know maybe a set with a break in between. But like, you know, it's it's consistent that triplet based rolls and yeah. all this fast stuff for twenty thirty minutes. I mean, you have to have crazy endurance for that. Oh right? yeah, yeah. You know, so like building like building up that endurance and, and all that stuff is I don't know I would say is probably the hardest part, um, especially because the rolls aren't actually rolls. They're they're uh, yeah. what they they're not, what, what not pattern like are doodles? they? <laughs> they're not you know.
2: I, I love how Mike laughs about it because it is it's very trippy. Like the way that we play it is like it sounds like a triplet role, but if you like use double strokes, it just does not hit the same way as the technical way they played in India. Um, but yeah, the, the sticking we use that foundational sticking we use is either if you're right-handed, right, right, left or left, left, right. If you're lefty, Mm. of course um but that you can you can play 16 note rolls you can play triplet rolls it's you can change the feel and that's what mike is talking about there and it's it's crazy it's trippy
1: yeah yeah and and with a lot of that fast stuff i uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think you're like using a lot you're not using like bounce strokes or you're pretty much just using the rebound of the head and like stroking out like all of those all of those notes which yeah
0: yep
2: exactly yeah. You're using that rebound of the drum.
0: Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. That's yeah.
0: And then, and then there's um this sweeping motion that, that happens yep. quite often. Do you, is there yep, a technical term going, for it,
2: that? Uh, it's called kaimation, but yeah, it's the in, in and out. That's what they use. That's how they strike the drum. And uh, you know, some people will use it. Some people won't like I, I technically, because the background I'm from, you know, using that, like that American drumming, approach i use the same sticking that traditional china players play in india um but i don't use that sweeping motion because it just Mm. really doesn't make sense for me to transition from that back to like the drum set or marching snare so i kind of modified it in my own way so it makes sense but you know i could play most of what these guys in india are playing like
0: traditionally yeah yeah cool so we so we talked a little bit about um like the snare uh chenda so we'll yeah. we'll go from like to Quote,
1: snare chenda yeah we'll yeah. we'll
0: we'll, t- we'll we'll do it in as if we were talking about like marching band cuz that's that's the the easiest way to explain it mm. um so we have the snare chenda right so then that that role is you know like a lead role mm-hmm. um and so you would be like center chenda i guess was yeah. is what it would what it mm-hmm. would be or lead um, i don't know if there's any specific words for that
2: yeah i mean i, I think it's better to put in that layman's terms because there's not really uh there's not really a, a, like there's like a leader that will play all those transitions in the middle and it, it they serve the same purpose as like that center snare they mm-hmm. keep time you know let people know that we're going to change the cadence or the rhythm or whatever so
0: so, so could you go in uh, to a little detail about like what um what those tenor chenda are doing while we're playing?
2: Yeah. So you're talking. Are you talking about the middle? Like the the mid middle. Tone yeah. Tone yeah, yeah the middle. Mid yeah. Okay. So they are they are playing those. So we're we're talking about these rhythms that make you dance. So there's three layers. There's the bass. There's the snare trend. I think like that's the best way to put this so that mm-hmm. people it makes sense for people. Um, like which is the high pitched drum. And then there's this mid-tone drum. And th- those people are playing split parts. They're you know, they're playing these off-beats um, that go over that main triplet feel. So you'll hear like a bass line. Doom 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 <laughs> doom 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 and then the middle tone drum will say doom doom like they play that yeah. you know they'll play a split part to add some oomph to the rhythm yeah and then you know the snare drum does will be playing accented triplets and it'll get faster every time and it just sounds awesome you
1: know? yeah that's yeah, a, that's a, a really cool i feel like the different um pitches adding that that mid tone and it gives the whole uh, the whole thing, a lot of, like, shape and, like, more variation than if it were just, you know, the the high pitch and the low pitch. Um, it almost gives, like, a sort of melody. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and when, I, when I've watched, you know, other videos of Chenda uh, groups, I don't really see too many of the middle, that middle tone. Is that something that you guys came up with?
2: Yeah, so, actually, it's a new style, and I, I think, like, they're also adapting probably they're probably seeing these drumline style videos too um but that style is called shingari merum like and they also they recently started calling it dj beats so like the middle the the thing with the incorporation of that middle tone drum that we were just talking about is like a dj style beat that's what they call it i don't know why they call it dj but it's just like the new style um but yeah um <clears throat> so probably mike maybe you like when you looked at these chenda rhythms you maybe saw like a group playing in front of a temple or some sort of like orchestral uh, not orchestral but
1: more traditional
2: yeah. uh type of rhythms played so then they don't use those middle tone drums and that
1: yeah so moving down the line we've covered the the high pitched snare chenda and then the middle the mid-tone uh chandas, and now logically we'll we'll move on to the bass which um from from at least our experience and from what i've seen there's uh a bit of variation as far as like sizes and tuning and all that but they all essentially fill sort of the same role but if you wanted to to elaborate a bit on that it would be
2: yeah so so the bass actually sets the whole tone of the, the the beats that we play um and i i think that goes for any any drum line you know, like, you need a lot of bass. Um, so, yeah, we have different different uh, diameter drums there, and they're differently tuned and all that, and we try to go for that deep bassy tone, just like we hear in, like, the marching band. Mm-hmm. Um, and all those, in in our chenda, like, in our chenda rhythms, we play the, all those beats in unison, um, and there, they may be switched, there might be different variations of these um, triplet type of patterns. Um, but yeah, they're played in unison.
0: <clears throat> cool. Yeah. And, and, and then, um, we can't forget about the thing that's not drums, but it is drums. Um, percussion. What, yeah. Percussion. What are those, uh, fun little things that you, little, tiny tiny, <laughs> <laughs> tiny symbols. Yeah. Elaborate <laughs> yeah. on what those are. So those
2: are called chill and they, they keep the time just like in uh, the symbols do or like a hi-hat, you know, from a pit. If we're talking about marching mm-hmm. band type of analogies, uh, but yeah, they're they're <clears throat> brass symbols, little symbols, just like you guys said, um, and they're also added in the mix. They usually play those chord notes just to kind of keep the time mm-hmm. in our rhythms.
1: Yeah, f- and like if if you haven't seen, they're like they're small, they're like maybe eight ten inches, um, but they're like pretty loud. heavy, honestly, and loud. Yeah, um, yeah. they're really thick, and you just hear that. Ksh- But I mean, sometimes that's like uh, if, you know, in in our group, which which we'll get into, um, if we're, you know, we're all doing stuff on the drums and then someone like isn't on the chillum, that's like sometimes (laughs) the most hype part just to be keeping that beat going. and, And a lot of what I've seen and what we've done a bit is the people playing the chillum have a lot more freedom to uh, to sort of move around and dance and and be the hype man, and that's kind of how how we've used it in Coachville Beats. But yeah,
2: and I, I I think you guys can tell too. Like, if it's very apparent if a symbol guy is off offbeat because he's keeping the time of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he adds the cherry on the top. So, but yeah, he's they're usually hype. I mean, if you see the videos,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, so we've been. After that sort of overview of all the parts and what they do in, in sort of these traditional and and more modern uh, South Indian Chenda ensembles, um, we've been referencing it throughout the video, but you,, um, along with your brother, have started a, a wedding Indian wedding drumming group. Um, that's sort of, you know, on the, on the cutting edge, I would say um Thanks, starting to incorporate some some more modern stuff um called coach of beats um and if you want you could go into a little bit about maybe how that all started um what the sort of main focus of of what you guys do is um what your i don't know i guess like mission statement i don't really um but you know just sort of the the beginnings of coach of beats
2: yeah, for sure, man. Um, so, Quiju Beats started, I would like to say, in late 2016, early 2017. Um, so, we've been around for a couple of years now, but the main mission originally was to keep me drumming outside of high school, because, you know, after that whole drumline experience, I was going to school for something else. I'm going to school for physical therapy, and there's no way that... I could continue drumming um, while in university. Um, That's just something I just really didn't have time to do. So my brother was like, Hey man, you need to do something to keep it up because this has been a passion and it helps you get away from the stress of school. So that's when we started to think of the name and like we started, we've been playing for all these events at our church since we were young kids. Um, but then we started tapping into the, the wedding industry because when uh, a couple of grooms from our church, they asked us to play for their wedding entrance. And then I'm like, hey, you know what, we're, we're going to make this a whole thing. And that's how we started. We started off just playing our traditional chanda rhythms and all that for, for weddings, because it's part of our culture. We usually play them for like the the night before um, the big wedding reception. That's usually what it's used for, or like a a church exit. But now recently, I think our model is we're trying to create more fusion. So we're trying to fuse with different contemporary music, um, American instruments like drumline style beats and instruments, um, and also you know brass and you know, woodwind instruments as well.
0: Which, yeah, that's, that's like, that's what, you know, when Spencer said cutting edge, like I, I I believe that wholeheartedly and that, that the, that's the reason that you guys are so cutting edge is that you're, you're incorporating that drum set and you're incorporating those marching drums and those horns. And I mean, we, you've had violin players, you've had, you know, sax players. I mean, I mean, how many different instruments do you think you would have, just coming into an indian drum group like yeah
2: Yeah, man so we're always um kind of geared towards the client whatever they want if they want some sort of live entertainment live music whatever they desire we will make it happen you know that's something my brother and i have talked about and i mean he's been the master behind it um like i'm lucky to have known you guys i think like that environment Thanks, man <laughs> cultivated yeah at uh, at glenbrook south high school really kind of i just knew you guys had the talent to and any of the guys you know uh that i've met throughout my drumline experience like you guys are well capable of learning this and especially you guys have been so committed so it it helps us you know
1: yeah for sure i i know um like mike and i were when we first started, we, you know, we were all excited. We got super into it. And then we did that first 4th of July parade and we had all the <laughs> trumpets and everything. And it was going, and it was, it was awesome. It was so, it was so good. The parade was a little tiring. <laughs> it was hype got, though. Got a little yeah. sweaty, but you but know, But
0: the, the hurdle that I definitely had to overcome was, um, is especially on the base, there's like no rebound.
1: Yeah, you really have to it's just It's all arm. Like <laughs>
0: and every drum I feel like we play at, you know, all the ch- all the chendas is just like all yeah. arm. And I remember like the first time you had me on like snare chenda or that lead that lead chenda, my arms are just destroyed. Like he can, he can test to that. Like my arms, like I couldn't lift them. I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause it's like, it's your whole, it's a different,
1: yeah, it's, it's a different way of, cause we had never done anything like that before. We were used to drum set and drum line and this was similar in some ways, but in other ways, totally different, you know? Um, but definitely overall, I think, I mean, it's, it's awesome music and we've been having a blast, um, with you guys and Coach of Beetle Beats. Um, j- just another sort of um, offshoot that I wanted to touch on, kind of related to Coach of Beetle Beats. Um, you do a lot of stuff um, sort of solo with either um, like a snare chanda and a bass chanda or um, another instrument that we haven't talked about, which is the dole. Um, would you mind going into a little bit um, of detail on, on what the dole is. I know it's maybe a little off topic, but I just wanted to no, get it's, in there. It's right on topic, it's, man. It's such yeah. a cool instrument.
2: Yeah. So actually, the dole is, uh, is a North Indian instrument. It's a uh, it's a different it's from a different region actually. Um, and yeah, it, it's a similar concept. It's just a it's a big uh, cylindrical instrument uh it's like more of a barrel and it has two sides it has a bass side and that tenor type of side and it's very resonant so then you play those two styles of beats together it's more of like a shuffle like I, that's how i would explain it um, and yeah then there's different roles and transitions transitions that are played in between those rhythms and you can kind of fuse that with hip-hop that's what a lot of doll players and that, uh, in the North American region have been doing, you know, playing our Indian beats over hip-hop music or over any contemporary music. Um, but it's that similar idea, you know, playing that bass part and that other part together. And I think that that kind of came from playing, being able to play a drum set and having that coordination to do that. Um, Dole came easily to me.
1: Yeah, that I think that's probably what I think the coolest part about it is because like on one side, you have the low um, tuned head, the bass. And then on the other side, you have the high tuned head. And if you hear like a really good dull player, um, but you like they're, you know, far away or you don't see them, you'd be like, that's probably like three or four drummers over there. And you, and you walk up and it's one guy just ripping it on the dull. And that's, it's, <laughs> it's such, such a cool instrument. Um I definitely wanna maybe learn how to get better at it. <laughs> um, but yeah.
0: So then um uh, going along with so like is there a specific like what what would you name coach of beats like you know is it a drum group? Is are are we more of a or is it more of an entertainment business at this point?
2: It's I would say we're trying to hit every avenue, but we are Right now, I mean, we're big in the entertainment industry, uh, especially the Indian wedding industry. Um, like, we play for a lot of Indian weddings, but we play for any, any cultural event, any um, office event or whatever it may be. Like, if you envision some sort of live music, live band, we can probably make it happen because we do have our, um, our musicians that play any style of music. Um, so yeah, I, to answer your question, I guess in short, yeah, we are more of an entertainment group.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and to that end, um, even even more so recently, I think Coach Ovidel Beats has been growing a lot on social media and has had like a, a even bigger and bigger presence on that. Um, even just like the stuff that we've been involved in, all the different um, videos that we've been shooting and stuff specifically for social media or um stuff that you've done or that other people have done um under like the coach ofedal beats banner. Um and that's it's it's hard to I don't know, really know what else to compare it to because I feel like it's such a unique thing. It's that we have Coachel Vidal beats and then we have all these different offshoots of different people who play different instruments um but can come to together in really cool ways.
2: Yeah man I I think that that kind of that inspiration that you're talking about um really comes from the guy behind the scenes who's my brother who like he he's actually got that inspiration to get us into that live music part g- incorporate all these different instruments and all that stuff and he's the guy he's the man behind all the magic doing the man all behind that. the curtain so, <laughs> yeah, yeah doing all the social media and you know, getting all these ideas and concepts together. So, big shout out to that guy, my brother Jeffrey Thomas.
0: Yeah, and and he uh, he he wasn't really a drummer, right? He was never really in marching band or band in in general, right?
2: Yeah, so he he wasn't into marching band, but he did grow up playing chanda with me uh, the whole time. Like we learned under the same instructor and all that stuff, and. I think just having that marching band experience kind of changed things for me. Um but yeah, he's been playing Junda pretty much all his life as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um uh I think we have uh just a little uh a little fun section to wrap up. Um but before we do that, is is there anything that you could maybe talk about as far as um, maybe you personally or coach of Beetle beats exciting stuff that maybe is cooking up for the future or um sort of what things that you might be looking forward to um as as the year goes on uh anything you could divulge
2: yeah man i, I just I, I would say i'm just excited for all the performances we have lined up all the weddings that we have coming up Like we were hit by a crazy pandemic, you know, a lot of events were canceled and things like that. So we have a lot more performances and ideas coming up, covers, recordings, things like that. We have like, I I know you guys have been helping out too. While I'm right now, I've been at this low point in my life where I have to, you know, just kind of quit drumming for a while and just finish up school. But I'm thankful to have you guys, uh, other team members to keep, pushing out content that's probably the most exciting thing the the events coming up and just the content we have planned as well
1: yeah man for sure
0: so that being said um like do you have any any like cool stories or like okay so you 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 go to india right and you you've trained Mm -hmm. with this master which I can only imagine that was probably like the best experience (laughs) ever. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so like, do you have any like cool stories or like cool opportunities you got to, you got to do while playing this, you know, unique instrument for anything in general, just any cool stories or, you know, cool people you met or anything like that.
2: Yeah. So actually uh, I think the coolest experience I've had is, my my instructor my we call him ashan that's like our master chanda master that we learn under he kind of runs his own group in india Mm. um and i got the opportunity to meet all the guys that play in his group and it was it was quite an experience because i realized that like you know i i run stuff over here But once I stepped my foot in India, I got my butt handed to me. I mean, there's guys that are, like, they're they're living. Mm. And, like, I thought I beat the crap out of the drum. They beat that thing ten times harder. Um, And, yeah, so, like, one of the things is I went to India last year. Um, I invited all these guys over uh, in front of my grandparents' house, and we recorded a video because I wanted to kind of teach you guys like have some new beats and Mm -hmm. things like that. So we took like a 20 minute high quality video of us playing in front of the, uh, in front of my grandparents' house. And that's something that I'll hold dear to me. Um, and yeah, that was probably like the best experience I've had. Just like playing with my master's, uh, chanda group in front of churches for different events, like in India live. It's awesome. It's just a whole different energy
1: for sure i know we've had um not necessarily as as awesome and as an experience as that might have been but um i know i have and mike have had sort of a similar situation where um you're you're comfortable with with your skill and all this and then you go somewhere else and you're like just a fish out of water and you can't even um you know it's a bit of a a reality check a bit of a you know sort of humbling thing um but I I think it as it did with you and as I think it did with us, it's sort of serves as a motivator um, and to just get you even more into it and be like, all right, this is like, this is so awesome. I need to get better so I can be like that. Um, it just gives you more more love for the music, more love for the uh, the art of drumming. And I think it's it's awesome to have experiences like that. And I think every drummer should. Um, you know, sort of humbling drumming experiences. Yeah,
0: because uh, I I know when we did that gig um, with Stephen uh, Stephen Davisi, mm. I think that's his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I I didn't know him. I had no idea who he was, but he's like a big deal. He's played with like a lot. He plays. I mean, he's a big mm. guy. Like in India, I mean, he does a lot of stuff. And that was such a cool experience because, like, it's just like this you know uh, this group that was to me in the beginning just drumming with my friends right like cool instrument drumming with my friends has had turned into like a job that mm. was cool because like i got to meet this like this weird guy who played like <laughs> yeah. guitar and it was super it was super cool <laughs> it was super cool but like it was cool. definitely like a uh, like a really cool experience so mm. i don't know yeah
2: yeah, man, that that live stage show was awesome, man. It was it was quite the experience. I mean, playing with Stephen live, he's he's a very talented guy, like multifaceted, yeah. crazy talented musician. So it was nostalgic. Like, I mean, I would love to be on that stage again.
0: So, uh, we have um, some some fun uh, like little questions. Yeah. Um, these have really nothing to do with. Drumming. Uh, some of them are musical questions. Uh, other ones are just, just for fun. Just for fun. Just fun questions. You know. Anytime we do an okay. interview, we you know we talk for thirty or forty-five minutes to an hour about a bunch of stuff that's really technical. So we like to just do something fun at the end here. That's true. Cool. Um. So if if you have fans listening right now. What's one message that you could give them?
2: Man, that's a loaded question. I feel like. It's a tough one. (laughs) Man. Speak from the heart. Yeah. I I would say find an inspiration. Like find who motivates you and try to model off of that person. Um, And I think that's what really helped me kind of become the musician that I am. Kind of modeling off of my master. Just find that person. Um and if you want to be your own, be your own. But I think you need to find that inspiration sometimes and see that level of mastery. And I I think actually, you know, more so than that is just staying humble, kind of knowing that there's always one person ahead of you. And I think that will that lesson itself will take you pretty far as a musician.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um here's here's another one. Uh uh if you could open a show for any artist, who would it be?
2: And I I know you guys uh you guys don't know how to probably pronounce his name, but you know that like some of the songs like we play is this guy's music. He he died. He's a he's a legend in the South Indian music industry. His name is Collab and Money and I just know how much that guy loved Chenda and the instrument we play. Um, and I would love to play for him. I mean, his music is just so energetic and fun. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with that guy. I, I could never get tired of his music. So yeah, he would be the guy I would love to play stage with.
0: That's a good one. Uh, here's here's a fun one. Uh, do you sing in the shower? <laughs>
2: actually sometimes i do i mean if, if i'm jamming along to these Malou songs the south indian song right i will i do have a terrible voice um but yeah
1: that's why we're drummers, just make right? sure that no one really hears that but, yeah um let's see here
0: i got one what's got one? what's like your favorite like song to do in coach VLB, it's like with the drums
1: like that one song that just that gets you just no matter going. how you're feeling no matter <laughs> yeah. how your day was you just it's just hear it and you get hype, hype, hype 100 what is it
2: uh yeah so there's a there's a south indian song called ordenda which is by that same artist mm. and it has like a different metric change like it you know it goes like it goes with like a straight beat, and then you go into those triplets, and it just hits me in the soul every time I play it. And there's just so many variations and you know rhythmic things you can do with that song. And I, I just I love it. I can play it every day, and it makes me feel the same way every time I hear it.
1: For sure, man. Hype, I think you Hype guys city. know the
2: song that I'm talking about too. Um, yeah,
1: probably. Probably.
2: Like, yeah. If you if you give it a listen, yeah, for sure.
1: Um. All right, well, I think that might be about wrapping it up. Before we go, uh, we wanted to give you um, an opportunity to sort of um, like plug anything that you want to social media, stuff for you, stuff for Coach of Beetle Beats, where people can find you, um, different stuff like that.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. So we are Coach of Beats. I'm going to just spell that out. It's K-O-C-H-U-V-E-E-T-T-I-L Beats. You can call it KV Beats. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, you name it, every platform. Um, we are a live entertainment group. We would love a follow. Uh, we play for different weddings and different events. And if you have an event in mind or want us to perform a song or any, anything like that, does not matter what genre it is. We'll make it happen. Um, and yeah, we are Coach Weedle Beats. And I'm glad to have you guys part of us too,
1: our group. Thanks, man. So yeah, thanks for be a having me guys. It. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming and, and you know, we're we're so glad to to be a part of something so um I don't want to say unique because it is but it isn't. It is because uh, it's diff- way different from anything that anyone else hears. Because mm. every time I bring it up, it's like oh yeah I'm a part of like oh like what other drumming do you do like oh I play in uh, Vito Beats and like what is that I'm like it's like an Indian <laughs> drum group yeah. like and we play fire beats like follow us on Instagram and we'll yeah. play your weddings it, like
1: it's a super cool thing to be a part of um, and yeah if you heard it if you need entertainment if you need drummers hit them up uh, we, got, we got some good stuff um but yeah thanks again for joining us today had a a lot of fun learned a lot i hope our viewers learned a lot yeah um and yeah this has been the drum break podcast i hope all you guys have an awesome rest of your week peace out